Woohoo! Summertime. And the living's easy. And sober. Woohoo! <laughs> well, it's sober now. Yay! Well, now's the only time we really have, isn't it? That's all we have is the present. That's correct. That's why it's a gift. Yes. Gifts of sobriety. There we go. That was a nice little segue. Gifts of sobriety. One of the greatest gifts of sobriety to me is being able to go from one season to the next and not have that fixation about, oh shit, you know, is it going to be hard for me to sit out on the porch and not have a glass of wine or whatever else somebody else might be drinking or what I used to be drinking, which I don't think about that except for when I talk about it for purposes like this. <laughs> and not that I barbecue anymore, but if I did, I don't have to have a beer in my hand anymore. But would you even think about it anymore? No. Isn't that the thing? It's a beautiful thing. I don't even have to, it's, it's not part of my daily living, which is great. It really, really is. I agree. Yeah. Welcome to That Sober Couple Podcast. I'm Lisa Twombly. And I'm John Picard. We met in sobriety and moved in together a month before COVID hit. And now we both work from home. We've reached the compromise of doing this podcast in place of Lisa's daily TED Talks on the couch. I'm a bit of a maverick. And I'm a traditional 12-stepper. And And together, together, we we are are That Sober sober couple. Couple. So it's... Early June in Maine, which means some days it's quite fallish and other days it's basically still winter and other days, oh my God, hang on, get your bathing suit out because one of the three days of the summer has arrived. (laughs) And then we get these beach warnings because it's, you know, 75, 80 degrees out, but the water is only, you know, 50. Lifelong Mainers. This is our. This is one of our favorite pastimes: is to complain about the weather, which is ever changing and not always reliable to the calendar. This is true. This is true. So summer celebrations. We're actually doing a lot of the kickoff times of year. I was just saying to John yesterday how many of my friends have kids who are graduating from high school and my youngest is actually still got one more year to go but it's just shocking that like you know on social media the feeds are just absolutely overflowing with kids that you know i blinked and they went from kindergarten to full-on adulthood in just a very quick time it felt like to me And so we have, you know, all these celebrations happening and all this change of seasons. And then, you know, it's going to be warmer. We've got our fingers crossed. I haven't looked at, I haven't dared to look at the the forecast, but I have been getting out to walk more, which I really appreciate about this time of year, especially around here. Yes. Yeah. No, getting outside is a, it's, it's a great thing. And, you know, the last two years, which has been most of our relationship has we've gone outside, but we haven't been with other people. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen, unfortunately, again, this year. Um, So it's, it's weird, you know, we're, we're a couple, 
we're a sober couple and we really haven't had to deal too much with being in large crowds in those celebrations in mm. those um you know those areas so it'll be it'll be interesting when that finally starts to happen and we start um you know getting uh getting together with other people some of them who you know might drink um and how you know we're going to uh communicate and react to those types of things i know how i used to as a single person um you know when i was going somewhere as a sober man um either if i was going alone i always had an exit strategy if i could go with other people those people were sober because i needed that backup yeah i think that's a it's so interesting because you know we both got sober in 2016 you were what did we figure out exactly seven months ahead of me 214 days to be precise that that's quite precise good for you honey <laughs> it's just that's a very got, exact number well because you just got 2000 days yes i yes. did i just got 2000 days Woohoo! um so yeah i see now so anyway the point being that when we first were together we were you know busy working and spending lots of time doing this that and the other thing i don't really feel like we got out a whole ton but now with this prolonged break in the action where we haven't you know normally i would think we probably would have been going to bigger concerts and things like that i know that when i was first sober i definitely continued to go for quite a while several months anyway if not a couple of years when i think about it into situations where I really didn't have any kind of a backup plan and I wasn't necessarily around other sober people really, especially at the very, very beginning. I just sort of continued to live my life going to the same parties and going, um, meeting up with the same friends at restaurants and bars even. And I really just didn't think too much about it. It just seemed so natural and normal to the way that I had been, living. I mean, I wasn't socializing like that a whole ton, but when I did, I early on in my sobriety, I didn't think I didn't worry too much about it. And I remember, and anyone who's, <laughs> who's been around at all, uh, will recognize this saying, but you know, finally a woman said to me, she said, you know, if you keep going to the barber shop, you're bound to get a haircut. And I don't even know if she's saying it directly to me. I think she actually knew to say it something like they used to have this saying and I heard from this woman one time or something like that, you know, it was sort of like a not direct, but direct message of, you know, like if you keep going into an environment that feels like smells like acts like a drink, it's a lot easier to think about having a drink. And I just wasn't interested in drinking, thankfully. By the time I became aware of the fact that maybe it wasn't the best idea for me to go into places where I would previously have been drinking, whether it was visiting with a particular person or um, going into a particular restaurant, um, 
by the time I kind of sorted that out, it was pretty close to the time that I moved into town in Portland. And that that's pretty not too long before you and I got together. So it's just interesting to kind of put that timeline together and realize that in my early sobriety, I didn't think too much about it. I kept continuing normally. Then there was a moment there where I just wasn't going out all that much as a single person. And then COVID and we were together. So I love the idea that we could go to a concert again someday, you know? I absolutely no. I, I I really want to do that, and and we will eventually. Yeah, my experience, as you know, was completely different. I was removed from where I had you know been uh, um, located and, and drinking and and doing all those things that I that I did, and um, yeah, I that I you know moved to Portland and got sober in Portland, uh, even though I am a, a Mainer at heart. Uh, you know, born and raised. Um, yeah, so completely different. I stopped going to any sort of bar or restaurant or, you know, being out after seven o'clock at night kind of a thing. You know, that was just, I, I, um, yeah, it was a completely different lifestyle from what I had been leading prior to. So I, you know, I knew that if I, quote unquote, went to the barbershop, I was going to get a haircut. So I didn't go to the barbershop. <laughs> I didn't go to the bar. Uh, however, I did uh, go to some places. I went to uh, a couple of concerts in early sobriety. Um, yeah, I went to go see uh, Grateful Dead cover band. I forget what their name is. DSO, Dark Star Orchestra, a couple times. Uh, but I went with sober people. Uh, you know, it was it was very, it was a safe environment. And I also, like I said, had an exit strategy in case that environment uh, started to feel unsafe to me. Um, and I still have to have that today. Luckily, uh, you know, I have somebody that is next to me um, all the time. Uh, and I, you know, when we go out, and we did early on, we went to a couple concerts, um, you know, and uh, and then, yeah, like you said, COVID hit, but even still, you know, there are going to be times where we're, you know, out in public, we're going out, we're going to be around that type of influence. Not that I think about it hardly ever anymore. And it's still there. There's still that slight temptation. Um, but that temptation is completely tamped down, uh, knowing that I am in a relationship with you, a serious relationship. You're my partner. I love you. And, uh, you know, that adds an extra layer of wanting to stay sober in my life today. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I love you. And that was really sweet. And, and I love you too. And I love that because we were, we were talking a little bit before we came back inside to do this episode. And we were talking a little bit about that. Like it, it's so because we're both sober because we're a couple and we go and do pretty much everything together, you know, the opportunity or the situation where we would be socializing separate separately are few enough and far between and lately, not at all. Um, and by lately, I mean the last two years. Um, but 
it there's a whole layer of that sobriety conversation or concern or um you know like you said temptation or you know thoughts of drinking or what might cause you to you know like that thought pattern of oh all of a sudden doesn't that glass of wine look good or something like that and it's so interesting to me because we've just we're it is so much not a part of our lives now that i don't remember for example the last time i smelled alcohol beer anything like i don't remember it's literally been years it's been a long time it has been a long time so um, i think about that and you know we have our built-in sober buddy by being together and it and it does actually just feel in a way it's it, you know we have our our covid bubble that's us and our sobriety bubble that's us that we don't have that it's you know it's protection it feels like it is and and i and i know that you know when we go out um and we're in a place where there's drinking or or whatever going on and uh if one of us feels starts to feel uncomfortable, you know, if I go up to you and say, we got to go, there's not going to be, but I want to stay. <laughs> that no, conversation no. is not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and vice versa. If you came up to me and said, we have to go, there's not going to be that, oh, but I just want to get another beer or, you know, it, we have the relationship that we have today because we're sober. And because we can be honest with each other about those feelings and about maybe some uncomfortability that we're having at the time. And it might not be about drinking. It might be about something else. Yeah. But we know that uh, it is important that we um, are honest with each other about where we're at so that when we get to that position and say, I got to go, and you say, all right let's go. And it's not this big old drama fest of, but I'm not done with my drink or I'm not done with this, or, you know, I'm still talking to my friend or, you know, that, that empathy for the places that we have been, um, really, uh, you know, speaks volumes to, to being a sober couple. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's so interesting because when we talked about doing this episode, we just talk about the episodes generally. We don't make an outline or notes or anything. And I'm sorry if that's obvious. <laughs> maybe we'll get better. Maybe we'll just keep doing it like this. Um, but, it, you know, the idea is just that we have a natural, honest conversation about this, whatever the topic is. And I think recognizing like a big part of summertime in, in years past, maybe because when you're in Maine, it's, it's, it's a minute, <laughs> you know, it's, there is a lot of partying in the summer. And in our past, you know, there would be a lot of reason for get togethers and other situations where there might be more drinking. And of course, you know, if people want to drink, there's always a reason to drink, but somehow there's like some nostalgia about it, or maybe it's the idea of a cold drink on a hot day, who knows, but I think it was interesting not really deciding exactly what we were going to talk about in this and that it was more ends up being more that we're talking about the fact that we really get to be there for each other 
as a support system that honestly, we've never talked about that. And yet, here we are, it's as natural as can be, of course, that's the way it is. And it's because we don't, it, it's just how we live. Yeah, it's just by default, how we now live that alcohol is not a part of the conversation. And now it's conversation because we're intentionally having the conversation in public so that, you know, to share the opportunity of thinking about this differently or to reaffirm to somebody else who's doing this to say, yeah, hey, actually, whether it's my friend or my brother or, you know, someone else in the family or just a sober friend that you met from sobriety like if you buddy up it's it does it changes the whole dynamic of it it you know it's never would be to me the feeling of somehow we were missing out and i think what you just said about the idea that if it was you know one of us said hey it's time to go if i ever got the thought that i was missing out by not drinking i would be concerned about that (laughs) because that just, you know, I, I think that at this point in our sobriety and um, also just because of it's just the way we live. It is just the way we live. And we hear all the time people that are 8, 9, 10, 15, 20 years of continuous sobriety get that FOMO, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. Uh, and and they decide to a drink really looks good right now and uh yeah do i have that today absolutely not do you have that today i don't believe you do but Mm -hmm. that's for you to say and uh and part of that is you know being honest with each other uh and and you know when these parties do start coming around and we do start going to you know, outdoor concerts and and even indoor concerts and being around people that are, you know, um, having a good time uh, in their own way and, you know, more power to them if they can have a good time uh, and in their own way. uh, And um, we can have a good time there as well. um, And we can have one that we'll remember or that I'll remember. uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, one that I know is safe because uh, you'll be there. And and that is that protection, that sober bubble that we uh, get to live in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. Thank you for joining us today and listening to our fifth episode. Summertime brings me out of the basement and into the warmth. The warmth is beautiful and can also be challenging as a sober person. I am grateful to have Lisa in my sober bubble. Join us next week when we'll talk about getting sober in middle age. I'm Lisa Twombly. And I'm John Picard. And And together, together, we're we're that sober couple. couple. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Original music, Good Company, was written and performed by Hallie Elwell and Dave Brophy. You can find Hallie and Dave's individual music projects on all streaming platforms. And you can find us on Instagram at that sober couple podcast.